0: For so long, I identified so heavily with my pain where I didn't feel like it was separate from me. I felt like I always had to be in pain to be alive. Like I never was able to separate my own personal identity from like what I've been through. Right. So in that relationship, like he had also been through a lot of trauma and I was like, oh, I see you. You see me. But it was a lot of undealt with trauma on both ends where we were kind of like filling a void with each other and we were both running away from our problems by running into each other. And then when it wasn't working, we'd run away. And then we run back. And then we run away. And it was very unstable. And it felt like home. So I just kept going back. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock 'em out, Rick. Knock 'em out the box.
1: You're just Roman. Yes. You're a musical artist. <laughs> Can you tell us more? Like, what's your story? Who are you?
0: Who am I? Yeah. Oh, getting all existential on me already. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever
1: that means to you, and then I'll kind of go from
0: there, and I'll ask mm-hmm.
1: questions that I feel are interesting or just because I just want to want I want to know your story as deeply as you want to go and kind of thinking almost reverse engineering from who sits before me today Mm -hmm. and like what were the experiences that made you who you are and got you to figure out your passion right and and the purpose I guess is like to inspire other people to figure themselves out that's the first thing and then it might be music it might be plumbing you know yeah (laughs) but you gotta like like i want to know people's journey and their story
0: yeah so who am i um i guess like intuitively whatever what comes off top when like someone asks me that is like i'm just a being like i'm just out here a human having an experience you know um but I think a big part of my story is, like, how I grew up. I'm the oldest of six kids in my family. Well, my mom had me when she was 15, and my dad was 18. So that was a really interesting experience growing up. I feel like I grew up a lot younger than I should have had to. So I'm only 23 now, but I feel like I'm 83 sometimes, and I forget that I'm so young. Like, I feel, like, really young. Like, I don't – I'm still learning all of the time, but I also feel really old sometimes because I've had – so much happened in my life to this point already, you know, like, I totally
1: get what you're saying. Yeah. Although I, I don't really know the specifics. Yeah. What would those be? Just curious.
0: Can you talk about it? Yeah. Well, I need some more like, mm, I don't know what, where to start. Like
1: start from the beginning. Like what, like what did you go through? I'm curious. Cause I had my own, like, whatever journey suffering, crazy shit that, Mm -hmm. Like our family was the first to immigrate from the Soviet Union.
0: Oh wow! So like
1: that's a big deal. Yeah. We didn't know anyone here. We had no money. And mm-hmm. I saw them. I was four, but I really saw them come from nothing to have, you know, serial become serial entrepreneurs basically.
0: Beautiful. You know,
1: and I learned a lot from their accomplishments and a lot from their mistakes. And
0: right.
1: You try to like they want you to get better than them. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I but it, like. What brought you here to make you this person that says, I'm just a being? Because I know you answer it that way. I've seen your Instagram. Yeah. So like, I get that. But then I do think that what you do for a living, Mm -hmm. is not about the money. It's about, it does, is, should be an expression of who you are as much as possible. Right. And if it's not, it's, it's something that people usually suffer through. Yeah. that's why not because it defines you or like you're better or worse I think definitely nobody's better than anybody right. a lawyer is not better than a gardener
0: right 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 to no me it's and like i agree figure with that. out
1: who you are and be that thing Be, mm-hmm. but also you got to make some money
0: right no <sighs> of course and i whenever I, when i talk about how i don't like to be asked what do you do i think yeah. it's the energy behind the question right and it's not always like well what do you do right. like and that's the energy it's kind of like what do,
1: what do you drive kinda.
0: yeah and it's like and i feel like, like at least in like yeah los angeles you. culture or whatever people are like what do you do because they're yes. trying to probe and see like w- how you can serve them or like right. what um transaction you can make or whatever exactly. and it's not because they want to know about you I'm and you that's understand. the energy that i was like referring to and gotcha. that like post wrote yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense i'm yeah. glad
1: to hear that because I don't like that either mm-hmm. at all, and I feel it right away. The words yeah. are.
0: Because I'd rather be happy. The words asked, are
1: poetry, but like the tone and the physical it's like, all about delivery. presence and the delivery, and the, delivery. and the energy and the way they look at you or trying to like. So,
0: what do you do? Yeah, like, what do <laughs> you
1: do? And they look looking at your shoes and yeah. they're sizing you up. And we, as you get older, you get good at sizing that up. Yeah. Without yeah, them yeah, yeah. knowing the energy. That, without them knowing you're sizing. Up them sizing you up. Yeah. And then it's like, look, like if it's all about the transaction, this ain't gonna be a long term relationship. Yeah. Let's just exactly enjoy each other's conversation as long as it lasts and you know, say goodbye. Right. Love each other from a distance.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but that's what I was referring to. And I I appreciate when people ask, like, well, what do you do to like be happier? What do you what are your passions? Yes. Like what do you care about? You know, how did you get here though?
1: Like you have I'm assuming a mini series movie story. So right. why not start with like okay, like volume
0: one? Yeah, volume I was born one. in
1: a small town. Blah, blah, <laughs> I blah. was born
0: in Pomona, California. Pomona, California. <laughs> yeah.
1: Really? Okay. So, so local. local. Always been a local.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's important. Like an hour okay. away from like downtown, maybe. Don't underestimate your story. No. People
1: can relate to you. The, right. There's millions of people that will relate to your story definitely it's It's, not that your story it's not that yours is more or less relatable than anyone else mm -hmm. there's millions of people that relate to everybody's story it's really about the person opening up and sharing the truth as much as they can
0: it's not about me underestimating i think i just like don't know where to begin but i guess so i was born to really young parents really young parents you were the oldest yeah i was the first so Um, you were
1: like the third like Partner to run the family a little
0: bit. Yeah. Well, so my parents um, separated like shortly after I was born because gotcha. they're so young. Yeah. Like you know, given um, and I'm a divorcee I, too. So I'm just saying yeah. I can't
1: not understand that. Idea. Well,
0: they were never even like yeah. married, or they're so young. My mom was a freshman in high school. You know, at it's, that age, it's I'm, really crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah. Um, so then I lived with my mom for a while. Um, until I was five. And then one day she dropped me off at my dad's house for the weekend and then like didn't come back for a month. And I was really confused. And like she came back with a school uniform and was like explaining to me like, okay, you're gonna go to school here now. And I was just so confused. And um, I lived with my dad and my grandma. So it was my grandma's house. And I consider my grandma really like my only parent sometimes um because she raised me and my dad was like there but he was a drug addict heavy alcoholic just like was not present at all um and then my grandma's always at work so I kind of had to like raise myself um and your mom wasn't in the picture no she was like supposed to pick us up every other weekend and then like didn't so she was like there but not there do you know
1: why like what her story is sort of
0: yeah well i mean not she had her own issues i'm assuming yeah she was going she's so young and like i resented her for so long because of it because i felt abandoned and i felt like my mom doesn't love me like she doesn't want to be in my life right but getting older we're we've been able to like mend our relationship in such a beautiful way and especially as being like being an adult now i understand like life is not always so easy and parenting does not come with a handbook especially when you're that young like you could never be prepared for that and i know that like she wanted really badly to be in our lives but she was also going through so much as a young girl who like also didn't have the best life growing up like didn't have the best parenting growing up like it was it was a cycle and she was right. didn't um wasn't properly set up you know and it, it's not her fault so I was able, I've been able to like mend that relationship really beautifully. But it was definitely a struggle. So then she kind of like wasn't in the picture for a while. And then my sister came about, which is like another crazy story. But her and I have the same parents. Um, she's six years younger than me.
1: So they still kind of
0: yeah, it was connected just, here and there. Yeah, here and there. Gotcha. But it was just like just extremely toxic. Yeah, Can um, I just
1: say that? something i've also learned through experience mm-hmm. and it's the i think the best mindset to have and it creates all these all, more love and more opportunity for relationships is the expectations on parents should be set very low in terms of like you said people have gone through their own abuse and situation yeah. so it's not that they necessarily owe their child anything mm-hmm. and, and the only reason i look at it from that side is be appreciative of anything your parents do. That way, you can love them for who they are, mm. and the things they can't do for you. Don't get stuck on the expectation. Just right. identify that that is a weakness in them. You can't. You didn't have control over who your parents were going to be, and sometimes we get dealt a hand that isn't, you know, easy to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you can still win with a two seven right you can because it's right. up to you really at the end of the day
0: yeah, yeah. it really
1: is but it's a t- such I just want to emphasize it because for a lot of kids that's a really tough mountain to get over yeah the, the like insecurity the self-doubt you know self-worth whatever that might come with mm-hmm. and you were able to get kind of over that with you your know, grandma whoever whatever yeah. else I wonder what Affected you in that way to allow you to be the confident adult that you seem to be.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: or are you just seeming to be that? <laughs> Which hey, take it too. till you make it. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> hey, me too.
0: Some days I am. Some days I'm not. It's fluid. It's fluid. But <clears throat> we appreciate the ups and the downs.
1: I've, you know, Johnny Lieberman said, you know that, and I and I thought this was very inspiring because. Mm-hmm. He's what a lot of people would say, oh, they really you know, made it. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's like, I feel like an imposter all the time. Yeah. Because I always go like, what if I have nothing to say today? What if today I'm not good? Yeah. What if today I can't create music? But that's just, these are just doubts that most of us deal with on a daily. A human just experience. Eventually get used to them just being noise mm-hmm. and just walk just right past what you got to do. Thank it. you. I got you. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah. And just keep going.
0: Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. And I don't want to like be a phony because I have gotten past that with my mom, like with my dad, it's a different story. And I'm still working on that healing mm-hmm. and I'm still like working on the forgiveness yeah. because, but I think it's because I grew up closer to, not closer to my dad, but um, closer in like proximity right. where like my mom was not able to do as much damage because she wasn't there, you know? And that alone, that already is, like, damage. But, like, when you're growing up with a parent that's constantly doing damage, it's a different story, you know? That's interesting. And it's, like, I know that some people, you know, have um, abuse that they are, like, just things that they have to grow through from having an absent father. And sometimes I'm, like, man, that might have been easier for me, you know? Like,
1: (laughs) I honestly said it, I think, in the last interview that, like, Often people think they missed out and they focus on the the negative side of not having a, a father figure. Mm-hmm. I had an overly strong father figure mm-hmm. with insecurities and not intelligent, not emotionally intelligent like he could have been, not right. his own fault, right? Which didn't allow me to really like go big the way I wanted to in my life Mm -hmm. maybe in some cases because it was always this pressure of pleasing him and like staying close to what he thought was the right thing right in the back of my mind you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. that held me back and I'm not blaming him I'm just saying that don't go oh I didn't have a father just focus on the fact that you had that freedom too yeah because that also gives you the freedom to not be controlled by something that you know that could be harmful
0: Right, right, and it's a
1: and another great point you're making is that's why, you know, obviously you got to weigh your situation, but staying together isn't always the best because, if you know your, you or someone else is going to be toxic, Mm -hmm. it's my kids thank me now, yeah, that I got divorced, yeah, when in the beginning they were really upset, like they literally go, hey, I'm so glad you got for me and mom, yeah, like.
0: Yeah, We both went through a a lot of pain,
1: but ended up like, okay, like, I guess we weren't really meant to be together or it wasn't really the right fit.
0: And I think sometimes that's a, like, people might think, oh, you're selfish for, like, not being together for your kids. But I think it'd be more selfish to stay together because it's like yeah, you're together, but you're putting your kids through constant abuse without even realizing it. Exactly. just witnessing abuse. Wi- yeah.
1: Verbal, emotional. And that's abuse
0: towards the children as well. Right. It's like witnessing. They don't want to see their parents hurting. They don't want to see their parents hurting each other. And like that's one thing that I'm like, I'm glad that my parents are separated. But also like then they just got with other partners where it was the same cycles. Sure. So I just witnessed multiple different Toxic well because it's all about
1: you that's what i realized mm-hmm. like when i first broke up with my ex
0: mm-hmm.
1: we were together for 11 years i both of us i'm sure blamed each other and i definitely blamed her in my mind because it's easy to do that because you're yeah. not getting along of course that person's not necessarily good for you it's right. easy to say well you did it it wasn't until years later that I started seeing like the, the cycle repeating even with her The arguments starting again that I was like, okay,
0: I'm definitely
1: not doing something here. It's all really about you. So if you don't change yourself, Mm -hmm. you, the partner is not going to be the one.
0: Yeah, it's never it's going to be two-way street. Well, the thing is, partners are always going to be a reflection of you. Sure, and that's something that I right. had to learn. Is like even not just partners, like romantic partners. Well, you're not going to allow
1: partners, or if, or if your partner's emotionally intelligent, you're not. It's still going to you're still going to mess it up.
0: Well, because you're projecting, right? So then it becomes a reflection of you, and the relationship becomes a reflection of your inner world. And it's like it's a, it takes a lot of strength to take accountability for right. your wrongdoings, and it's. A lot of the times, projection. And that's what I've had to learn is like, okay, this person actually isn't doing anything wrong. I'm searching for things that they're supposed to be doing wrong so that I am could self-sabotage and I'm projecting. Okay.
1: What if you're emotionally intelligent or you're working toward that and you're mm-hmm. open toward that and your partner is not? Yeah. Um, Do you believe you can have that partner be a reflection of you if you I stay f- true to That or, or is that, is that when you say this isn't working out?
0: Well, if you're emotionally intel- intelligent and you see that your partner is in, I feel like then that's the cue to, like, release that attachment. And that would be a reflection of yourself and your exactly. growth. You know, not necessarily the person, yeah. but I'm saying, like, relationships could right. be a reflection. Like If you're if you, in
1: a relationship look at that isn't working, look at yourself. That's what yeah, you're
0: saying. Yeah. So I'm saying yeah. not exactly, like, the individual, right. but, like, if you think of the relationship as a separate entity. So it's like right. if you and the individual are not aligned, then that relationship is severed. It's you have to release that attachment because exactly. you're reflecting through that relationship. That's before.
1: what I wanted to hear because I didn't want. I thought I was just making sure you weren't saying that. Well, if you're if you're really doing the right things, then they'll reflect that. And so it's really on you no. to be to save the relationship. Which sometimes it's not because it's, it's a two way street. Well, yeah. But and- you're right. If you're in it. You got to go, why am
0: I in it? Yes.
1: Is it because I'm not figuring out how to get out? Am I scared? Mm -hmm. Like, still look at yourself.
0: And then if you are in it and if you continue to be in it, well, like, and sometimes you don't realize it right away. It takes years to process trauma. It takes years sometimes to process what happened in the moment. But for me, looking back on, like, toxic relationships that I've been in, I realized that, like, those were the only patterns that I grew up seeing. So it was familiar Mm -hmm. to me. And growing up in a toxic household, like, being unstable is familiar to me like being you know fighting all the time is familiar it feels like home so in retrospect i realized that like that was a reflection of like things that i needed to heal within myself so because i kept perpetuating those cycles i realized that like oh this is why I'm suffering. Like I need to change this cycle. Like I need to not perpetuate these toxic cycles that I was grown, like that I was brought up with and these generational cycles because it happened with my mom, my grandparents, their parents. And I realized like, I've never seen a healthy relationship in my entire life. Right.
1: Same with me. Mm -hmm. Swear to God, like my parents and when they seem healthy on the outside, that's sometimes even worse because then you can easily go, this is normal. Mm-hmm. The fighting is just what happens. Yeah. Look at Mary with children. Yeah. That's what they portray on on uh, sitcoms is mm-hmm. always them not really getting along and one is an idiot and one's smart and mm-hmm. it's like you're such an idiot and they talk down to each other and they scheme against each other cuz it's funnier that way, right? But that's what I thought was the reality in a in a I know it was comical, but I'm like yeah, that's what was happening to me in a way. Yeah. You know, but how did you realize that that wasn't the way it was supposed to be? Was it books? Was it friends? Was it like other couples We were like, wait a second, you guys don't f- like yell at each other and yeah. call each other names? Huh. Yeah. That's w- ever? Ever. Isn't that kind of, doesn't that mean you don't care? Yeah. So I'm
0: like, you're not fighting you're for not each passionate? other. You don't have oh, to suffer for love. Oh, you're just not love. a passionate
1: type. I see.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, actually,
1: But it's a long process to get there because it took me a long time. And it was a lot of like my wife and I saying to each other, mm-hmm. hey, I don't like when anybody raises their voice, so let's not. Yeah. And calling each other out.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it was a habit to like when it gets heated to go, I don't understand. Uh, and it's like, hey, That's we were
0: necessary. both a little sensitive
1: to it. So yeah. we're like, you know what, I already... Was raised with somebody yelling at me all the time. I don't want to do it again.
0: Yeah, and I feel like relationships should be like a safe space, right? And a safe space to like talk about conflict, right? Um, We became that. mm -hmm.
1: We evolved into that. I just want to say that if you're with someone that's willing to learn, yeah, you can learn together. Yeah, and you can change together. Mm -hmm. You change by learning. Right. You don't change by forcing. Right. You change by going. Hey, I read this book. Right. Kind of
0: made sense.
1: It's like one of those like chess master books. Yes. They're like, hey, have you ever tried this move? And you go, oh my God, that's yeah. genius. And then you, you make your game better.
0: I've actually, I haven't read her book yet, but I, I'm on her Instagram a lot, The Holistic Psychologist. And she makes um, like little threads. Yeah. And that's where I learned about, like, the inner child and healing the inner child and, like, the way that we perpetuate cycles that feel familiar to home and that, like, why we do that and things like that. And that's, like, kind of what kickstarted my, like, journey to healing in a way, which is, like, kind of recent, you know? How, how long? Um, I would say, like, after my last really horrible breakup in, like, 2019, I've been dedicated to, like, okay – I don't want to go through that ever again. And what did I do to contribute to that situation where I found myself in a situation that was not healthy and like, what can I do differently to not find myself in another situation that way? Because I can't just always play the victim. Like this person did this to me right. because it's like, I also allowed that person into my life, Right. you know, and I manifested you to that. The,
1: were there signs?
0: Oh my God. So many. But like I said, it felt like home and I didn't realize like it didn't. And it, it was such a like, ah, it's not about beating
1: yourself up by the way. It's about recognizing it and going, Oh, that's why we connected. And I let those flags go because those feel uh, familiar to me. Right. But now I know that's not what I want. And I already, when you know where it's leading, Mm -hmm. then you listen. Right. It's totally reasonable to ignore the flags. That's why Divorce is okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, like I
1: was really haunted by that, Mm -hmm. that I was like a failure in that way. But sometimes you don't know and you get into a situation and your sense of responsibility keeps you there.
0: Right. And And also keep building
1: on it, thinking it's gonna last forever, and that this is normal.
0: Right. And the idea of like forever doesn't really resonate with me because I feel like everyone serves a purpose in each other's lives right and sometimes like that purpose is to teach me a lesson for this specific amount of time and then i evolve through that and it's a beautiful thing and you don't have to like
1: (laughs) this is one of the i honestly feel this is one of the principles that if people learn they would free them up so much there's so much anger and wasted misdirected animosity toward Mm. the man or the woman of your children that made your children or or just friendships that because of like desires or needs or Mm. changes in opinion hey i want to go travel the world and be like a gypsy musician now or i don't know just whatever popped in my head and the other person wants to build homes and build up a community like if that's really what you want to do you got it's your life is not meant to be shared with somebody one person i really don't yeah. believe that's true it's the problem a little bit with disney movies because they created this like happily ever after and the one and all that but it limits you it keeps yeah. you with somebody that maybe isn't for you because you're like oh i don't want to let go of this dream and and this and, the and this time. image that you put out to people right. and this idea that you wasted time versus yeah. what an experience i did not waste a single moment with my ex, I realized now mm-hmm. that's what I needed to wake up someday when I finally did later mm-hmm. to go. I need to read books and go to therapy. Like yeah. I took myself to therapy going, why do I feel guilty? Why do I what am I doing? That's long?
0: beautiful. Open up. Right. Yeah. I was just
1: open to the feedback.
0: Right. I was
1: never reading those books until then. And that's why I know it's not about any particular book. It's about me. Finally going taking my fingers out of my ears mm-hmm. and not saying la 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 la, I already <laughs> fucking know, shut up, don't tell me, mm-hmm. I already know. This is how you do it. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't the case.
0: Yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing is like for me i always love to say like all i know is i don't know so that way i can i'm constantly learning constantly constantly (laughs) constantly learning because life is so fluid and we are always evolving and that's why i don't believe in the one because we're all connected to one source and we can find parts of ourselves in so many different experiences and we grow always so it's the the idea of the one is very limiting because it's like yeah that might be the person that I can share those beautiful experiences with in that moment. And maybe we will last until we die, but we don't have to. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's the, I think that idea of there not being the one also helps to be present in the moment and appreciate experiences for what they are.
1: Absolutely. First of all, this is the pinnacle of my personal philosophy is I don't know anything. I may see patterns. Mm -hmm. I may see like, I may read information and go, All right, that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. I also know like be careful what you read. I'm always open. I'm always open to And I question everything. Yesterday my kid my sixteen year old was in the pool with a few of his friends, right? And then uh, I was like, Hey guys, I said, um, hey, you guys wanna some of you want to be entrepreneurs? Yeah. I'm like, hey, when when if somebody came to you and said, Hey man, you like donuts? Let's start a business, Mm -hmm. but let's sign a contract where we're partners forever and you're like well i like donuts but why this forever thing oh come on like don't you love me well yeah but why don't we just try it out and see where it goes yeah. and if we happen to be together forever that's a miracle wow then yeah. we must have been so good for each other supportive cuz if you're not you should part ways as business right. partners right and i'm like do, and i'm like would you take that part like hell no i'm like well don't do that in your personal relationships either mm. Honestly, even if you get married, whatever that means to you, Mm -hmm. to me... And this is not any kind of... This has nothing to do with the value I put on my partner. Mm -hmm. Because we're partners... Long before the piece of paper. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm open. I don't really care. Yeah. So if that makes... People outside of us happier to see that there's a formal document, (laughs) that's fine. Right. For us, it don't matter. Right. And we both know it.
0: Right. I just want to be
1: clear about that so people don't go, well, I should get married. You don't have to at all. And, And both of us know that that doesn't keep us. Right. It didn't keep me the first time. I would never keep her. That's first and foremost. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. As soon as she's like, oh, my God. I just had a light bulb moment i need to go i'm like wow can i help yeah and I'm, i might be hurt it's not about that
0: right and we're I... all
1: separate players unfortunately i know it's nice to think that someone could be like one with you
0: mm-hmm. but
1: one of you is gonna die someday too yeah so then what <gasps> what do you do <sighs> you just bury yourself right away no that's not what's intended it's right. okay It's okay to move on and it's okay to love the person's memory and talk great about them. But I keep saying lately, it's a one player game. Mm -hmm. People often think that's a selfish thing, but I'm just saying it's reality. I didn't say that it's a one player game to shoot everyone. I said, it's a one player game, but the best way to play, in my opinion, is to have a beautiful team. Hopefully they're not just avatars, but (sighs) because people seem real to me, they're, Maybe at minimum, other players in this game,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's a, it is a one player game. Like you do kind of come in alone and you leave alone. Right. Probably. Maybe you go somewhere else and you meet up everybody. Great. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I
0: don't think but I'm just, does.
1: that's the pattern I see with how to enjoy this experience the best without guilt, without anxiety. Mm-hmm. I got rid of a lot of my anxiety by just questioning the beliefs that were giving me anxiety. Right. I'm a bad father. I'm a bad husband. I'm a failure as a person. What? From who said that? Right. Was it was it me? No. Yeah. Who said that I'm a failure? I but I believed that. Mm. And therefore I lived that way until I was like, you know what, that's not true.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It takes a lot to um I think question your own your own thoughts too. And I I was reading I forgot where It was, but it's like intrusive thoughts and really grounding yourself and realizing like that those, Mm -hmm. you are not your thoughts, that you can view them as clouds passing by, being mindful and being like, okay, that was a thought that I had and I released that thought and I released that attachment and I released that limitation and it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of grounding and practice to do that. Mm -hmm. It is
1: really just practice Mm -hmm. because everyone goes, because it's meditation and I'm not, I don't meditate formally, but I try to meditate whenever I can
0: yeah same meaning
1: if I'm exercising and it's quiet I'm yeah. just meditating yeah it's about being present it's the right. practice of just being present right and letting go of things that are taking you out of the present basically and just mm-hmm. that's why the breath that's why connecting that's to your breath is and so then important. and then connecting to what's going on with you
0: mm-hmm. if
1: something's bothering you okay like you can also entertain that for a second you wouldn't you can't force a cloud to go by either yeah, you kind of have to be like, damn, that's a fucking. All right, I got it. I got it. <laughs> the fuck off my screen already. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta let yourself like think about things that are on your mind too. Right. That's how I do it. It's an, like intentional,
0: Reflect kind on of them.
1: reflective meditation. Like, why more. is this?
0: Entering. Yeah.
1: I'm not sitting and going um like that, but that's mm-hmm. good for some people. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to that honestly. I want to wake up in the morning
0: and be able to sit just, and be that's
1: okay though. I don't want to judge myself. I'd rather do what I can. If I'm washing the dishes, if I'm doing anything mundane or walking, yeah, then or driving. I'm, I'm focused, at, yeah but I, I am like a lot
0: while I'm driving chilling my music.
1: Yeah, turn everything off sometimes too, and just
0: I had um it's really funny, my car before this one. I had a Chevy Malibu, 06 Chevy Malibu, and it was, like, run down, and it didn't have a radio because I blew out the speakers. So I was driving around for, like, a year with no music, and that was, like, probably one of the best things for me because I was able to reflect every time I would drive. And I, like, would write a lot of music because... I didn't have a radio so I was like okay let me sing about what I'm feeling while I'm alone in the car and I would just like voice memo everything and then like put it in my notes app after I got out of the car and it was like such a beautiful thing that came out of like a ah shit like my, so, my radio went out yeah. and I was upset. But then I was like, wait a minute. This is actually pretty cool because it gives me so much space and like time because I you, we have to drive to get places anyway. So I had to be in the car anyway. So it was really beautiful to be able to like turn that experience into a moment to reflect right. every single time.
1: I understand that more than you know, because <laughs> I had a an epiphany during my 10-year evolution when I started reading like about meditation or right. anger management or whatever I felt like let me look into that you know and not be shy and embarrassed to look into it but the meditations the mindfulness made me realize at some point driving that I had I never had quiet time ever yeah like I literally either had a book an audiobook the radio conversation in my ear even if I'm driving, mm-hmm. I was never just driving.
0: Yeah. And I remember
1: turning everything off. And that was the first time I did that where I'm like, I never had the radio off in my car. Yeah. Most people don't. Yeah. It's always on something.
0: So, yeah, just Whatever it is,
1: music, AM, whatever. And that really started changing things because it was like starting to practice being mindful and <clears throat> practicing being mindful like during heated moments Mm, sometimes
0: that's that's a practice but that took me
1: forever Mm -hmm. it was always after that i go ah damn i shouldn't have like gotten upset yeah you know what i mean but that was a big start. I'm just saying if that's where you start, then that's where you start.
0: Yeah, everyone has to start somewhere. Right. And I think it's it was really cool that I started by accident. Like I was listening to a Frank Ocean song, like really Oh, Pyramids by Frank Ocean. And that song has a lot of like bass, and my speakers blew out, and I was like, no. But it worked out. It worked out for sure.
1: So Frank Ocean was like sending you a sign. Yeah. He's like, let me blow your speaker out so you can shout get
0: out to Frank. Awoke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So really, it's interesting because a lot of times I'll meet somebody that looks like very, they're maybe even an established artist mm-hmm. and we'll start talking and and I know that we start talking about mindset. Mm-hmm. Whenever that happens, I already know because we're all on evolution of some sort. So Always. I'll say like, how long have you been this person? And they know what I mean. They're yeah. like, oh man, four years ago, I was a fucking mess. Yeah. Like I met like this guy. Years ago. I was a, yeah, I was a pro athlete. And then career ended, I fucking didn't know what to do with myself, got into a bunch of bad shit, partying, and was on a downward spiral. And then you see him now and it's like, see, nobody would. And he goes, I know nobody ever even imagines that. And I go, that's why you got to be on the podcast. Like, that's.
0: It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that It's beautiful that we always, no matter how old, how young, we always have an opportunity to evolve. Const- every single day is an opportunity for growth and who i am today is probably not who i'm going to be in a year and that's beautiful and that, i think that's how it should be yes and always like, changing always changing whether that means growing or maybe like falling back a little bit because healing is not linear and i have had to come to realize that to forgive myself for certain things and like see myself as human and be able to be like okay today is just not a good day and that's okay that today I just don't feel my best. right? And this month maybe was not the greatest month for me, but next month is going to be better. Even like whatever amount of time, this week, this month, this year, whatever, you know, because it's always constantly an opportunity to change and grow. Yeah. So
1: acceptance was a big deal for me. Acceptance. I was always beating myself up all the time and some some book made me realize, because you hear it all the time, and I just didn't, sometimes it just doesn't click for you. Yeah. Until it, you can relate it to something you learned personally. Mm-hmm. That's all. So that's why, like, sometimes you read stuff and you don't, it doesn't necessarily work for you. But I remember, like, realizing that uh, if I don't accept who I am now, whatever I'm trying to get to, I'm just going to keep sabotaging. Like, you fucking suck. You yeah. fat ass. You're lazy and it's you know what i mean
0: yeah and i think for me i used to speak really like ugly to myself yes i still do it a little bit sometimes some i'll catch myself though and that's the beauty it's like always it's not the first thought that matters but the second thought where you correct yourself yeah and that's what i have to remember is like sometimes i'll be like damn like why did you do that you're so stupid and then i'll have to remind myself like no you're not stupid (laughs) You made a mistake. Right. And it's okay because people make mistakes. But I really had to reprogram my mind to not hold myself down every single time I made a mistake. Like,
1: So a friend of mine, uh, Vivian, posted today um, that even when you're joking, like, be careful because yeah. your mind doesn't necessarily understand. Mm. And when it hears a joke, I don't know. Like, that's where I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to have, like thin skin
0: right I think you gotta
1: have thick skin for other people saying shit where it's like hey okay fine you don't like it but you go I know where that's coming from as Mm -hmm. long as you understand like it's coming from a bad place they're in a bad place or they're just trying to be funny maybe they're not that funny (laughs) whatever it is but internally it made me realize like man I'm still not that good at it like I still will say jokingly at least like oh I'm so stupid yeah yeah you know, and I wonder, is that really affecting me? Maybe.
0: It might be. Yeah, because I'm the same way. Like, I'll, I'll joke all the time. Yeah. To, like, just say things. But To I be know. humble,
1: to, like, be yeah. self-deprecating because that's what In a we're way. taught.
0: In a way, yeah. Which
1: works, though. So, I think it's, like, finding but the balance. I maybe. think, yeah,
0: it's a balance between, like, not taking yourself too seriously all right. the time. Because I definitely joke because I'm not one to be, like super serious about myself all the time which i think is a good thing because there's so many people who take themselves so seriously and it's like relax like it's okay (laughs) i will say
1: this and this is maybe a good topic of conversation Mm -hmm. as much as this might be an unpopular answer Mm -hmm. if you have to pick one or the other you got to go for confidence Yeah, because you notice that carries people so much further Mm -hmm. even when people are hating on you which A lot of that might be, you know, envy, jealousy.
0: Right.
1: It's creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like when you're like, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest. As long I mean, you should be also putting in the work. Hopefully you understand that the greatest thing is because, you know, like Mayweather's putting in the work Mm -hmm. to be the greatest. Right. But he's not saying maybe I'm the greatest. He's like, I am the greatest. greatest. And that's what gets him to work. If he was like, maybe I'm the greatest, he might take a night off and go, you know what, man, what am I doing this for? yeah maybe i am maybe i'm not no right so there's a fine it's line a really fine line and depending on your personality and your brand your mm-hmm. identity as an artist mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think that's important
0: right. i think for
1: you it's definitely being authentic i think that's for me too like what you kind of were a little bit i'm a little bit limited to that i feel
0: okay what do you mean limited? that's my
1: limitation. I have to be authentic.
0: Yeah, okay. At least for me. Is that a limitation, though?
1: It may. I, I just thought about how that could be considered a limitation. And I'm just saying from a vulnerable standpoint, mm. people can say it could be mm. because it does limit my my options. Mm. It does. But that's a good limitation. I don't think it's a bad
0: limitation. Yeah, I feel like being I'm not open to every opportunity. Right. you got to say
1: no to, like, certain ways that don't fit who you are. Like. Uh, yeah, and I think portray, being
0: authentic is always going to – Attract the things that align with you. So I think being authentic, it it attracts other people that are also authentic. It attracts authentic opportunities. So, But you
1: have to repel people. Of course. And be okay with that. Yeah. I was telling Josh the other day, this is very interesting to think about. Even the most famous, most popular, most liked person in the world still doesn't have everyone following them. Which means a lot of people still don't really like them. Right. So you're going to always have more people not liking you than people liking you no matter what you do and if you try to the more people you try to please so, outside of who you are the less people like you anyway
0: yeah because you're not being authentic right. at that point because it's you're it's a catch 22 yeah and no one wants to be around someone who's trying to be someone that they're not
1: especially because they're trying to find themselves yeah so it's not that fun to be around other people that are also like faking it <laughs> too much yeah faking it till you make it is that more about a confidence play by the way you know what I mean like faking your confidence is not about being fake.
0: No, of I course. I just want to be
1: clear because I think some people take it like, well, that's not cool to fake it, man. And I'm, it's like, no, no,
0: it's not faking fake it. Fake your
1: confidence. Like, mm. if you were confident, what would you do? I'd get up in the morning, go to the gym. All right, then, even though you don't want to get up, just do it. Because right, assume push that you're a champion. What would a champion do? And do that. Right. Fake. That's what I mean by faking it. It's not because you're not being who you are.
0: Yeah. First, and it's, figure it's, out what you want to do.
1: Then fake the confidence
0: yeah and it's faking like sometimes you might not have the motivation so you just got to push yourself through Mm -hmm. that and that's what like the faking part is is just pushing through all of those limitations that might be coming up for you
1: right Mm -hmm. and the reason i say confidence is because that always will take you over if you're like hey like if i thought i'm for sure going to do whatever i want in music Mm -hmm. or or be what i want to be in music what would i do today that gets me to that you, re- you should reverse engineer
0: right It's
1: what all the great minds do by the way
0: right they
1: envision really well either through a vision board or they just sit and meditate on mm. that and then they if they're smart they reverse engineer as best they can like what do I do to get to Taj Mahal mm. okay today it's seven years from now what do I do? I got to put out music okay so I got to put out music once a week or whatever it is yeah or I gotta work on music every day mm. That's the path that gets me to, you know, those levels, right, you know, whatever yeah. level you're and if you're not confident, you're never going to like stop to go. Let's see, where do I want to go? Because you'll be like, I don't
0: know. I don't even know if I can make yeah, it. There and then you're like, just going to yeah. wander
1: without like a, setting these challenging goals that are self-fulfilling prophecies. That's why they're so powerful. You got to put a number because that number will drive you to try to get to that number, which mm-hmm. will make you make decisions that support that number. And then you'll go, wow, it's crazy how we hit the number. Yeah, because right. you, you wrote it down.
0: That's why. Right. For me, in this space and time in my life right now, I feel like I've... This is the first time that I've had... I just moved out of like my family home this month. Wow. And it was a really really toxic environment like extremely toxic um and I think this is the first time in my life where I've been able to relax and breathe and feel safe in my environment so right now I'm taking the time to figure out what I even like when I'm not in survival mode you know and that way I can set a goal based on things I care about and I feel so blessed and fortunate to even have the opportunity to do that because some people never have the opportunity to think about hmm what do I like And I think that...
1: Without anybody breathing down my neck. Yeah. Threatening me with emotional distress, physical distress.
0: And it is... You know. So it's been... This time in my life is all about, like, transition. Wow. And um, rest. (laughs) Rest because I feel... Mental and physical. Yeah, both. I've been sleeping and I, like, was getting down on myself. I'm like, get out of bed, girl. No, no, no. But also, I'm like, I've been through a lot. Just in the past year, like...
1: You need to heal yeah physically because that takes a toll as they know stress Stress. does kill
0: it does it It does
1: fucking because you're in a constant state of survival right which is good if you're being attacked by a bear (laughs)
0: right like
1: for that five minutes not for five years straight or 15 years straight
0: right that's a little
1: too much your body's probably like needs like a few years of really good uh care Mm. it's not that you need to like sleep for three months but just yeah you probably need to get good sleep take care of yourself not be around you know what they told me about Mm Canoli? he was like a you know he was a uh, shelter dog he was homeless and Mm -hmm. went through a lot of stress and that's why he's so you know um, anxious with people yeah but the the trainer is like one of the things you got to do because I kept trying to get him exposed to people
0: Mm. she's
1: like let him relax for a while yeah let him get out of the habit of being Always so stressed.
0: Yeah. yeah. To even
1: be able to be a relaxed dog. Right,
0: right. And I've been embracing that. I've been embracing that. and But part of it, I feel a little guilty because my sisters are still in the house. They're minors, though, and I can't really do anything about that. But then I had to come back to myself and be like, I can never help them if I can't help myself. And if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of anyone else. So that's like the the position that I'm in in my life right now. And I am an artist and I am a singer. I've always been a singer. I wrote my first song when I was six years old and I've always been a singer. Like it's literally just how I live my life. Like it's how I, it's like breathing to me. So I'm like, okay, I know that I might want to do something with that. You know, like that. I know that I want to help people and that might be through music. It might not be. But right now I'm just trying to figure out what best ways I can serve myself so I can serve others. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> There's a, I just lot. a lot. To can I recommend? <laughs> yes. If I could, as a friend, that you say you're going, you are doing music for the rest of your life. Why, why are you saying I may or may not? Honestly, like from what you said, that you basically need it as as much as you need breathing,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: a Van Gogh type thing to say. Right. So, like, and. I've heard you, you have talent. So how could you not, if you're ever not in the music industry on some level, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, something's up. I'll know something's (laughs) up. I'll know that you got dragged into something that wasn't what you wanted. Yeah. Because And maybe it's like financial. If it's financial, you got to put bread on the table for somebody you're caring for that's dependent on you Mm -hmm. for their life, like a child.
0: And Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah. There's usually
1: ways to get out of that and still go back to like, At least, like I said, the industry, producing music, writing music.
0: No, I know that I'm always going to be doing something with music no matter what. But I just don't know at what capacity yet. Because I did go to college for two years and I wanted to be a music therapist. And then I realized that I hated school and I just couldn't keep going. And I think at that time it was also just because my mental health was so low and I just did not have the energy and the capacity to be in school and I have not completely thrown away that idea that I may be well enough to go back to school and learn because at the end of the day music for me is like another language and it's a tool and it's a a way to go deeper within yourself and a way to go deeper with other people and i'd really love to use it as a tool to help people and i love performing and i love writing my own music and if that helps people that's amazing i'm not sure though if that's the capacity that i'll always be at with music if i it might take me down another path and that's right the part that i'm saying that i'm trying to figure out is like right. i know i love music and i know i want to do music i want to be music and i want to share music but at what capacity? Because there are so many layers to the industry exactly. and so many different ways to use this tool. And
1: that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just guess emphasizing yeah. you will find your sweet spots.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I know like I will.
1: You definitely can do the singing. Yeah. I, mean, I really, I wouldn't say that. I just probably wouldn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to like mess with your confidence because it's so important. But since I do believe that, I really think that's something. It's like. You know, Cody wants to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think if he puts in the work, if somebody tells him he can't, that's that's just bullshit. Yeah, Cause you don't. There isn't like a requirement. It just depends on I think his passion. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like he's got so many other interests that he it might lead him to the fashion side of the, sports yeah. or, or basketball, especially basketball because he has like a fanatic kind of relationship with basketball. Okay, so it's there's layers I, yeah there's, there's layers. layers there's always things you can do there's there's you know it's not yeah like a it's not just playing right or singing right it's a whole industry but i definitely see the singing being something i mean i'd have to kind of like i think it's going to be up to you yeah I Think if you push hard enough you could probably do something big with it you have a story I do. you can connect with a lot of people if you're willing to be like open about it i really think it's gonna help you a lot because a lot there's a lot of artists coming up but they're a lot of them from my vantage point are like uh their brand is kind of managed by someone
0: they're not really like authentic yeah so they can have a
1: hit maybe mm -hmm. they have that chance and a lot of them don't
0: Mm.
1: or they struggle for years and then don't right but they don't ever give themselves a chance to like find something special in themselves
0: right especially with
1: something like music it's hard to artificially create it unless if you're like an amazing music producer and you already know that's different that's Mm -hmm. because you're already an artist in that way right you know but I think uh, if you want a longevity then you just lean into who you are 100% tell your story it's all about story, by the way.
0: Yeah, no, and I and that's why I'm like thankful for this time in my life to actually connect to myself right. and not be in survival mode because I feel like through doing that, I'm just going to grow with my music yeah. because I'll be able to express deeper parts of myself that I haven't really connected to yet. Right. Um, and that's really my goal with this time in my life is just to figure out, really like the things that I value and the parts of myself that I need to express that I feel might help others, like might connect to others. And not even with the others part, just connect to myself and help myself grow as an individual and in turn, inspire other people to grow. So yeah, it's just, I'm young, I'm trying to figure it out, but I have confidence that I will figure it out. And I have confidence, trust in the universe and trust in myself that I'm gonna find my path. And it doesn't have to be at a specific time. Ever, like it's gonna happen when it's meant to happen as long as i continue to be true to myself and take care of myself everything will happen as it should
1: exactly and it's like a, there are steps to this like a, mm. like a, you have to like give yourself the time to get to where you're going yeah and sure. it's sure there's no shortcut also, to this. right
0: and really like isn't. some people and sometimes i like do compare and then i have to check myself like to stop comparing to other people's journeys because some people were set up a lot like, they're just set up to be successful. Like, right. you know, they, come, they came from loving families. They came from money or whatever. Right. And I was just set up in a different way. And, and I, you need time to grow mm-hmm.
1: still. Like, for example, people that... If you're not ready for the success,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then you're not going to take full advantage of it.
0: Right. Most
1: people that win the lottery lose all the money within...
0: The first I think year. a couple years. Yeah.
1: Because they didn't know how to manage money. Right. The ones that didn't lose it probably were just middle or like people that already knew how to manage money that had money that happened to win the lottery and they didn't lose it all
0: right so the point
1: is like instead of you know playing the lottery no offense like if you want to make money learn to make money learn to manage money and when you get there the money will will start flowing so like the success will come if you stick to I think if you stick to your authenticity which is the North Star so that way you have this like consistent stream of music that's consistent to your journey and therefore the most consistent North Star there is if you Mm -hmm. start trying to be someone else or oh this is trendy whatever's part of you you're also Mm -hmm. getting influenced by other artists so that's all part of the the North Star which is your authenticity Mm -hmm. but if you stay true to that it's moving organically and therefore you're moving organically at all times when somebody's managing your brand too much like oh you need to be more like this like we need you to be a, a spice girl or we need you to be But that's not who – if that's who you are, great. Like, oh, my God, that's what I – But if it's not, like, your true, you know, alter ego, (laughs) then it's not going to work. You got to –
0: Because you can only play the game for so long until it's like, oh, like, bit is up, you know. Um, Well, I see your
1: brand. I'm just – like, as an identity, as a person, if I just – from a business standpoint. Yeah. I know that you're not thinking of yourself that way, but I really think that's how you make the most of it is – align the brand with the real genuine mm. person, mm-hmm. whatever they are, and let the brand move with you too, mm-hmm. is like like singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. like open, been through a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. even your journey right now, mm-hmm. which is fresh, like, you know, making music that reflects what you're going through will right. probably connect with a lot of people too. Yeah. Even this, Definitely. you talking about it and others going, oh my God, like, you don't look like you're going you you don't look like you're going through anything you don't like right now yeah because of how positive and like like up you are so Mm. like i really appreciate you sharing i didn't realize i think i had another friend that just i'm like i don't want to say too much because i don't want to reveal anything but like that just kind of got out of a situation that i really didn't know Mm. and oh my god the and i've Feel like that's kind of where I was mm-hmm. too. And it's like, man, it's like uh when you're not being yourself, it's like you're it's a mental prison. It really and is. And it's worse than a physical prison because at least you could dig out of the physical one with a spoon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you have mental prisons, you can be anywhere with that
0: prison. Yeah, you can be on a yacht. Yeah, you can't get away. Hawaii, and it's like doesn't matter, you know. Um, but yeah, it's been a really, really rough year for me. Like going back to like my childhood, I grew up with my grandma and she really provided for us, for me and my sister. And then I have, so I'm the oldest of six. I have one full sister and then I have a brother and a sister on my dad's side and a brother and a sister on my mom's side, um, who are young. They're seven and eight on my mom's side. So it's really interesting. Me and my youngest sister have the same age gap as me and my mom. Wow. So it's, it's really like weird, but, but so I've always felt like a mom because me and my, um, closest sister in age, her name's Annalise, we grew up together and went through like a lot of emotional abuse and we're just around a lot of domestic abuse in our, in our family, in our home. And I really had to care for her and myself because we were six years apart, you know? Um, and then my youngest sister, on my dad's side is 14 so she was a baby when all of that was going on so there were times where I had to like go into the room while my dad and his partner were literally like fist fighting each other grab the baby lock me and all my other sisters in uh, in my room and then call the police and I was like 11 years old and that was like a constant thing so growing up in that environment really like Affected me in deeper ways. That I didn't realize until being an adult. I was like, oh I've gotten into all these like relationships that are really bad because I was running away from things and like toxic Situations and abuse felt like home, you know, and then so my grandma raised me going back. Sorry. I'm going all over the place, but um, My grandma was really the only stable parent in my life, and she always treated me like a daughter. And it's really weird calling her my grandma because she's always been my mom. And like whenever I needed school supplies, whenever I needed to go on a trip with school, whenever I needed anything, it was always her that provided. It was never my dad, never my dad. Sometimes my mom, like my biological mom would come through and like help us with groceries or something. Um, But my grandmother passed away this year from COVID very suddenly where I I always How viewed old? her. How old? How old was she? Um, 63. Wow. Yeah, and she's, she's so healthy. She yeah. was so healthy before. But this past year, there was also a lot of, like, abuse and, like, toxicity going on in the home, which stressed her out. And I feel like, ultimately, that was the cause. Is like she was already going through a lot mentally that her body just could not fight off the virus. You know, she was under a lot of pressure, and she was in the hospital for three weeks. So... I didn't get to say goodbye to her or anything. And she was the parent that raised me. And that was really, really, really tough because after that, my dad kind of went crazy, like in a way. And we really butted heads, our butt heads. Um, And he's also on drugs still to this day. So it was really hard to be in a home where she was the only protector. And she was like, the one who would keep the balance. So once she was gone, all hell broke loose in that home. And my dad kind of just tried to take over everything. And I'm not the one to sit down and be silent. I've never been. So me and my dad butt heads a lot because he's very like, you will listen to me. I'm the parent. And I'm like, like respect is given where it's earned. You don't get to demand that. And I'm not going to give you respect just because you demand it. Because what have you done in my life to show me that I like the you deserve 100. my respect right 100 so the age
1: doesn't matter at all people like to use their age mm-hmm. like that's or their title
0: right and it's i'm like okay
1: it, it doesn't have to work like that right. if you let it but right. if you say no
0: right and i've always been the one like even when my grandma was being like emotionally abused i would be the one to step up and be like this is not okay and you don't get to do this So I've always been the one in the house that was like kind of the protector of everyone because I'm the one who would stand up and I'm the one who would be like, this is not okay." And it took a lot of me mentally and emotionally because I had to stand up for my sister. I had to stand up for myself as hard as that was because I was always being shot down constantly, constantly growing up. Shot down constantly, constantly, constantly. So the confidence I have now was because I really had to push through all of those mental blocks and that mental programming that I wasn't worth things, that I didn't deserve happiness, that I didn't deserve stability. Um, And this is really the first time in my life that I've been able to accomplish that for myself. So I'm going through, like, a lot of transitions um, and just trying to be grateful. So this past year has probably been one of the wildest of my entire life. And, like, I have a tattoo now. Like,
1: for a lot of us, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for a lot of us. Yeah. For a lot of us, but personally. Everyone
1: I've been interviewing, sort of, or everyone in my circle, immediate to, like, the outer two layers, maybe. Like, Mm. people we're working with, talking to. A lot of the podcast guests are on this like tipping point. I feel like for me, the dam is kind of broken Mm. in terms of not money, like, (laughs) yet, (laughs) but like things are lining up. Things are starting to like pick up steam and confidence is at a certain level where you just kind of feel like, okay,
0: you just keep going, you just keep going. It's a snowball, Mm -hmm. right? Snowball effect, right?
1: Once you get to a certain point. And a lot of people I know are hitting that, their stride right now. Yeah. You know, or finding their freedom.
0: It's collective. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and
1: it's good to have a network of people. You got to protect that network a little bit too, and like, you know, welcome people that want to learn, but you have to like
0: not be dragged down when you're trying to get
1: because we're still leveling up too. I'm not like a I'm not like at a meaning. Just to say this, for example, I feel like with figuring yourself out and getting your shit together Mm. comes. Often financial success too. Right, right. So when I'm still turning this big ship that I started going down the wrong path with my career because I didn't love it, Mm -hmm. that's hard to do with kids. Yeah. But like it's starting to shift. When I get to a certain level, I will be a lot more likely to let people into my life that I want to help. Right. That may not be 100% ready, but I'm willing to like, you know, really put the effort right now. Mm -hmm. If I did that, I wouldn't be able to turn the ship.
0: Yeah. And, and that's just having discernment. Take care of yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. Like get your oxygen mask, get your oxygen first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Build yourself up for your siblings.
0: Right. Just because
1: you can't help them now, it's kind of like you don't just run off to war. Mm. You first you build the up train. the army, train the army, get them prepared, mentally prepared, physically prepared. And that's kind of what you're doing. like right. Getting your career going, figuring yourself out, getting stronger, getting rest, so that if you do need to go to battle when that time comes, or you need to take one prepared. of them on because they get older or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Who yeah. knows what happens? Use your Get your platform going and then use that to maybe we help you figure something
0: out. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Is there? I don't know.
1: Have you looked into it? You don't have to talk about it, but I'm just curious. Um, looked. At,
0: sorry, say that just question to, again. Just to
1: help your sibling situation too.
0: Right now, I'm, I'm trying to accept that, like, as a young adult and as them being minors, like, there's not much that right. I am able to do. Um, but I know that we have family that really care about us and i know that it's okay to ask for help and that i don't always have to take everything on right because that's been kind of a a negative habit that i took on that's what i'm saying you can't right now yeah and also like growing up having to rely on myself that's just the habit that i took on is like i have to do every i'm like hyper independent and i had to come to accept that it's okay to ask for help Because nine times out of 10, like people want to help you because they love you. And it's not because you're in need or you're it's not like a like a negative thing to need help, you know, especially if
1: you have good intentions Mm -hmm. and you believe in yourself. And if you do, that means, you know, that you're going to pay it back tenfold.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I know that people want to lend a helping hand to me because in turn, I'm going to help people when it comes down, like when it when I'm in the place to be able to do that. Exactly that's my intention is to be in a place where i can help others to be in a place where i can guide others and that's always been my intention it's i've been through things that i i wouldn't wish on anyone and i
1: share some of the hardest things or
0: i mean um you don't have to i'm trying to think of like a specific thing there's just a lot of like memories that flood back but i think really just having to be alone so much as a kid and being like neglected in a way and like having to witness so much abuse. And I know I I am still working on like having grace towards my dad because I know that he also didn't have the best childhood and he is doing the best that he can and dealing with things that we don't even know about because he won't talk about them, you know? And I know that he's not a bad person He's just a lost person. Right. And. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And I and I love him from afar. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, I love him from a distance the, the best way yeah. that I can. Yeah. I have um, the same
1: situation, just so you know.
0: Yeah, With my dad. Mm-hmm.
1: It's always off and on because he's just, and, and some of it's me mm-hmm. in my case. I will take a lot of responsibility for not being able to just always keep a level head mm-hmm. and letting certain things get to me. But it's a very challenging situation and. He doesn't owe me anything,
0: Yeah. but I also
1: don't owe him anything. Right. And if it's not a positive situation, I don't really put much on labels. As much as I would love for it to be a better relationship, and it might be down the road.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like right now, it's it's what it is because that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not allowing people in my life that aren't
0: not supportive. Going to or... be
1: like overall like po- positive. As much as I want it to work out, which I'm not saying it won't. Mm-hmm. For the record, if he's yeah. watching.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, honest that, My dad's watching. It, you know, he doesn't need
1: me to come to him. He's the type to like go take it to his grave. He's mm, very stubborn.
0: Yep. He doesn't same. talk. He
1: didn't talk to his sister for seven years. He didn't talk to my aunt for. Still not talking to her. He's not talking to my brother right now. He's not talking. There's probably like a dozen people. He's not. It's a cycle of. Mm. And F- at that you, point, you do cousin, what you
0: can. Yeah. And because like a relationship is is two sided, and that's what right. I've had to come to accept. Because I've tried multiple times throughout my life to try and mend my relationship with my father, but if he's not willing it. to show up, it's never going to work. And that's and it's not his fault, like you said. They yeah. are
1: abused. My dad was extremely, in my opinion, I'm, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but mentally, emotionally, and physically abused heavily. Mm-hmm. And his parents were religious my grandparents were religious but him being like kind of a hoodlum Mm. like in their eyes because he would get into a lot of street fights he always got good grades he was an athlete but always got into fights and got into mischief and they would just beat the crap out of him and call him like the worst of things to thinking that would turn him like you good for nothing you're you're a thief you're a You're just a criminal, Mm -hmm. and you know, like uh, that will wear on a parent. So then they pass
0: it on to you, right? And
1: and he was probably better than they were. So yeah, was there for me, and he wasn't an alcoholic, and it that's confusing because I didn't really understand the problem Mm. unfortunately Mm -hmm. until I was like thirty plus. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. So that kind of messed me up. That I was like, yeah, that's what you got to be. You got to be the tough. You got to like show them who's boss, right? Kind of. Remote. yeah i understand it took me a long time to un- let go of that because mm-hmm. it wasn't working not the way i wanted relationship i'm not i'm like my mom in terms of the relationships i want with people mm-hmm. but then i thought as a man you're supposed to pretend you don't want to talk to them killing me inside but oh mm-hmm. well, i'm not talking
0: to you yeah
1: know. but really i'm like oh
0: i want to talk yeah, to you you had I'm to like, reprogram I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's hey. okay to be soft yeah. it's okay hey. to be vulnerable
1: Canoli is because it has a bite and a bark mm-hmm. but he likes to be petted man we yeah. all want the same thing we yeah. all want to be loved and when we don't get it we resort Connection. to like defending ourselves with anger guarded and, and
0: yeah you, abuse. yeah and see but i want to go back to yeah. like it's not his fault i believe it doesn't that mean
1: you let it go though right I no in and putting people in rehabilitation situations <laughs>
0: too yeah I but i that. i also believe that it's not his fault to an extent because my dad also endured a lot of abuse as a kid and like both my parents did but so did i as a mm-hmm. kid and i i alchemized that and i'm trying to be a better person you know and well, i feel like right. That's how i look at it but i feel like it's okay to also hold people accountable because you're an adult percent. and it's like a lot of people in their lives have gone through trauma and they're not out here, like scamming people, you know, and I and it might take him his entire life to wake up, but it's like it's been a struggle for me to be like, okay, it's not his fault, but also, as an adult, you have to take responsibility for your own emotional reactions and your own healing and your own growth, and take responsibility for how you grow and exactly. how how you treat people, yes. and it's like you can't keep perpetuating those cycles, and I'm not going to keep making excuses for you just because you're abused as a kid, like so was I
1: exactly and it's the fault thing can i be mm, clear yes this is so important so important because the fault thing is purely from the abused standpoint Mm. to not carry all this anger with you to go hey they're fucked up Mm. but that doesn't mean you don't take action yeah like you know things got heated with my dad yeah i had to like physically like stand up and defend myself i felt
0: Mm.
1: And, and I I have no problem doing that yeah as much as I go it's not your fault that I'm gonna have to defend myself physically mm. right now mm. you know what mm. I'm saying yeah like, so like I will definitely if somebody if somebody were to do any anything to, some, to somebody I love that isn't uh, you know uh, um, uh, um, approved I guess or whatever mm-hmm. or, or you know something that's uh, consensual right okay? or healthy like as much as I would not judge the person for their abuse, I would take swift action if I could mm. to like stop it, get them help, get them rehab. If they need to go to prison, if they, whoever that is, mm. if that's what it takes. Right. So it's definitely not about accountability. Mm. The accountability for sure has to be on the parents, you know, and, uh, but it's more about the judgment and holding like grudges. Mm. It's no need. Like with my dad, as much as I got upset at the time, I, I look at it like he has, this is not an offense. Like, like I think of it as a mental illness, an emotional illness. Right. Where it's like the way you might have a really bad leg or bad back, mm-hmm. their mental state, their mindset is a crutch right. in a way that they can't have healthy conversations. Mm. They can't allow someone to express their opinion. So I don't because it's, so I look at it like, hey, he's got a condition that might have been onset by environment. Mm-hmm. And so I can have a relationship with him to a point.
0: Right. But as soon as
1: that escalates beyond, then I'm going to take myself out and love him from a distance. Mm-hmm. Just like
0: you said. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, it's a journey for sure. And it's something that I'm working on because I definitely feel like I, I've grown up holding on to a lot of anger and a lot of like just pure rage. Just, Me too. At my situation, but also at the situation that my siblings were in, at the situation that my grandma was in, like, and really taking on all of that anger from everyone else, too. And just, like, it's been a struggle to sit with it and let it go and let it be for what it is and, like, hold space for that part of myself, but also not let it have power over me. Right.
1: Consume you. hmm So music mm-hmm. has to be the vehicle here. Yes. Right now. And maybe like you said about relationships and opportunity, I think this way too, that things serve a purpose and they're always beautiful.
0: Right.
1: Like if I have a two-minute conversation with someone, I don't go, oh, well, that was a waste of time. No. That would be so limiting. Mm -hmm. You know, but your music right now is part of your therapy, part of your journey. And I can see it helping millions and millions of people. Yeah. That might be in a situation that they, you know, maybe... Don't know how to get out of or don't know to get out of.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um,
1: what is the song that you had put out recently? Can you talk about your music? Let's yeah. plug your music a little bit too. because <laughs> For like, sure. To me, the story is everything, like I said. and I'm the type of person I want to hear, especially a singer-songwriter, if I understand where her head's at.
0: Yeah. So music has always been the... The healer for me—it's always been the way that I process emotion, and it's really interesting. Sometimes I'll be writing songs about a situation that I haven't even experienced yet, and I'm just channeling, and I'm writing, and I'm like, I don't really know what I'm writing about, but these words make sense. And then, like a few months later, it'll be like, oh, that's why I wrote that song. Like, it
1: happened. Would happen to you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll happen to me, or it'll just like make sense um, a few minutes later, or a few not minutes. But a few months later... But yeah, yeah so, so music has always been the way that I process things. Yes. And it's funny when, when sometimes I'll, I'll write a song and not fully be aware of my own emotions. Yeah. And then in retrospect, looking back and saying like, oh, yeah, like I was right. really struggling at that time. Right. I didn't even know it. And like listening to this song that I wrote at that time, it makes sense. Got it. And um, I have a lot of music that I haven't released yet. So yeah. I feel like I, I barely started taking myself seriously as a recording artist in like 2020. So I have a lot of music to come that I yeah. just haven't released yet. But like so far, what's out? My recent song is um, called "Fix You," and the chorus is "I can't fix you." And it's kind of uh, a mantra for me, like releasing an attachment that I had to someone. Um, it's not your job. It's not my job to fix someone, and also, it's you not. Don't
1: play a game, baby. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
0: It's it's not anyone's job to fix anyone, nope. and also like the the word and at looking back like i don't completely resonate with the message anymore i did and at the time that i wrote the song i wrote the song after a really horrible breakup i was literally laying in bed crying for like eight hours and i put on like a youtube beat and i just wrote the song and it's really interesting like the words just flowed out of me and that's how i felt in that moment but now looking back at like the word fix like no one can be fixed we're always growing and we're always healing and i don't resonate with that message completely anymore but it's still authentic to how i was feeling in that moment exactly and it's still authentic i'm sure to how someone else is feeling and certain right. situations like you, you know? don't go
1: back and change a painting because you go oh I like using this type of brush now yeah exactly That's the painting that represents the artist's mind and innovation and feeling at that moment when you wrote it it has to be that right and it'll re- resonate with somebody else and then maybe that person later will evolve past the fix it thing but it's kind of catchy though
0: yeah too. yeah yeah Okay
1: fix it is a good is a catchier way to say it
0: yeah yeah then and so, like
1: if i can't uh, force you to evolve
0: exactly <laughs> as, like,
1: it doesn't, it doesn't
0: exactly it's not as yeah. uh easily re- received right. you know
1: because it is like still art form you could be a little more i think i know what you mean though mm-hmm. it's not your job to like force somebody to learn
0: right and it's just like and but the, people
1: can change can i be clear about yeah, that because people course. say that's also another excuse to not change to say, you can't change someone. I can't change you, but you can but change you, can you change, for yeah. sure because change comes from learning. If I learned two plus two is four, I done changed. Yeah, yeah. Now I know some math.
0: Right, so and uh, and even with that song, like I couldn't fix that person, but all I can hope is like through our experience and through our relationship that they learned a lesson and now they're doing the work. To heal themselves. Right. And exactly. it's And even in the like bridge, I say like, I- I'll love you from far away because I'm always going to send them love. It's a
1: beautiful message. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, because you're not saying F you. Mm-hmm. That's what people usually say when they don't want you in their life. Mm-hmm. And I really have been feeling that way a lot about people. Like yeah. I actually came to a realization maybe four or five years ago that I didn't really I never thought of it this way. That I love everyone.
0: Yeah. I just don't
1: like everyone.
0: Right, right. And
1: I don't necessarily want to be around everyone. Right. I don't want to even be... Sometimes, like, what if you love someone, but they just have this thing where they just have a bat in their hand, and they always, like, hit the person to the left, sometimes to the right. It's just what they do. It's not because they hate you. Mm -hmm. You're still not going to sit next to them. Yeah. Like, I don't care how much you love them. You're going to be like, look, love you. You know, I think about you, but from From a distance distance.
0: for sure and i like to think about it too Is like we're all part of the same source so it's like the more that i love myself the more that i love other people and it's the deeper i can go with myself the deeper i can go with other people and like the more open i am with myself the more open i am with other people right because we're all we're all connected to the same source at least as what i believe you know so it's
1: a beautiful like I think it's a beautiful philosophy because mm-hmm. it creates positive energy, mm-hmm. and then I think through that positive energy, people are just positive back. Right when
0: you're feeling
1: re- when you're feeling gratitude, it's like kind of a known thing right now. Everyone mm-hmm. always talks about gratitude, but mm-hmm. when you really are get yourself in a state of gratitude, you're happier, and people sense that. Yeah, when you're in a and state reflected of like fuck back everyone, at everyone's taking my shit, and you're like. Then people are like, who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and it's across. like
0: goes back to the idea of like you create your own re- your own reality. And right. that's obviously like taken lightly because I-, I didn't create my own abuse as a kid, you know? But you if you change your perception, those things How about things you can are-
1: recreate your own reality?
0: Yeah. That's the- You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cuz
1: when you're 4, you start waking up. That's yeah. when you really awake the first time. Mm-hmm. But to a blank well, actually no you wake up around three or four, like your first memory, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you're like consciously now remembering shit and being like, oh, wait, I'm alive. Yeah. Like, this is like a life. This is, I'm part of something, right? You don't know what yet, but it's not a blank slate. It's whatever the fuck was scribbled on that thing for the first three or four years. And then you just, that's when you like open your eyes, wake up consciously, and start kind of being conscious in your living. Mm. Although you don't know what the hell this world is. Right. All you know is you got these people that feed you. You rely on them. And if they're like, they've got issues, you don't necessarily know to compare it to anything else.
0: Right. So it and takes,
1: it's totally normal to wake up someday. Even if you're 30 like me to mm. go, maybe he didn't have it all figured out, honestly. Because I started going, man, this really... My relationship isn't going the way I thought. I, I always told myself theirs was great, even mm. though they yelled a lot. But I'm mm. like, well, that's what you do. Mm. Now I realize, no offense, it wasn't. Yeah. And he doesn't really want to hear it, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah.
1: And he could have been. I'm not saying there wasn't love, but some of it could have been done in, <laughs> from a distance. But it was hard, man. They, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: and and probably mostly, and my dad will probably say it first because of him, because he was like the same problems I had in my relationships I, passed on to me. I just got lucky, I think. Like you said, mm. well, well, how come I turned around? Really, we got lucky. Be, let's be honest. Like
0: yeah.
1: if our parents, it doesn't take away the accountability. They still, I'm still not going to be around that. See, mm. I hold them accountable. I just go. Hey, don't judge too quickly that he didn't figure it out. I got lucky. I like, whatever. however my marriage turned out, I was able to like break free from that, let's say. And then I was lucky enough to live in a time where there's these books. And I ran into a, I made a friend that was a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I, I do life coaching. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I was like 34. Okay. And then I didn't know about these, like, I never looked into these mindset things, Tony Robbins. Mm. To me, that was all BS. Yeah. So I was totally just closed, like, la, 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 shut yeah. up. I got this. I'm good. I got three kids. Huh. I'm good. I got a good career. It was all a facade, mm. except for my love for my kids. Right. But everything else, the job, the career was built on toothpicks that were gonna fall apart at any time i was getting burned out
0: mm. you know what i'm saying yeah so because it
1: was it was on it was a shortcut to money like get an accounting degree get a job versus go find yourself bro yeah <laughs> yeah without a safety net
0: yeah and like it's, don't
1: go back to college right now until college serves you 100 right. right. make college like serve you go work for do music work for someone if you need to make money mm-hmm to learn from there and let them mentor you if they're a music producer or whatever or a muse or whatever it is whatever team you're going to be part of from that if you need to go get a degree you go but don't I feel like no I
0: feel like it's not
1: the right move right now
0: right now yeah I feel like I've learned so much being outside of school yeah. just from life experiences and really putting Sorry myself school. out yeah. there. And also, like, nowadays, there's YouTube University. School, like, you're not it anymore, you, man. You're yeah. not
1: it. I'm just putting you in your rightful place as an option. Right. Sorry. You right. ain't the Golden, golden Bridge. It's not no, the Golden Ga- Ticket. Golden Brick Road? The
0: Ye- golden yellow Brick road. road. Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. <laughs> the, gold,
1: the Golden Gate Bridge and the Yellow Brick Road, if yeah. they had a baby... You would not be that baby,
0: right? Right, and that's an option. It's definitely like um, reprogramming my mind because you grow up, and especially for me, I was the first generation college student, so it was like what this do do? huge thing. Sorry. No, <laughs> well, like I'm saying that they overhyped that, right? Because I they know, make it too. seem they make it seem like oh. <sighs> You're first generation, you're amazing, this and that. And I'm like, no, like I don't know if that's a good thing that I you know, you're like amazing, a, yeah. Yeah.
1: But what if you were amazing doing the thing you actually have passion for? Mm-hmm. If you really thought you were amazing, you probably don't you don't really think you're amazing. Because if you thought you were amazing, wouldn't that be the thing you're like super passionate about? Mm-hmm. Well, not that. You're not that amazing at that thing, but if you were to get like, you know, a nice administrative job or something like that then you could be amazing there why why would it, why would i be amazing there and not here mm-hmm. doing the thing that i'm passionate about that i'm gonna put in twice the efforts you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm. I naturally I spilling water you're good <laughs> spill away
1: <laughs> it's hot so
0: yeah it is really hot this know? water is like warm just from know, sitting out here
1: i know and it was in the little i don't it, think the fridge is doing much anymore oh I'm at this point no, yeah it's an it's, indoor fridge it's
0: pretty oh <laughs> so we but, tried it's okay it's okay it's water they say you
1: shouldn't drink cold water
0: yeah well warm water is better for your digestion right? there
1: you mm-hmm. go you're welcome
0: thank you just thank kidding. you for looking out for me <laughs> right. i'm
1: just looking out for your digestive system that's all
0: thanks but, so
1: okay so go back to the music you were talking about fix it
0: um fix and now yeah. i'm like wait i have <laughs> yeah. i still do myself i'm like <laughs> um make
1: yourself comfortable
0: so fix you yeah so i released fix that fix it. i wrote that song so long ago yeah. i'm like i'm trying to remember in november of 2019 is when i actually wrote the song and that song itself went through so many different evolutions like demo to like a final track then i was like no take that down like that's not a final track right. to like took it to another producer um so many like different versions after that and it's like my struggles and artist, which i know that a lot of artists can relate to is i'm such a perfectionist and i realize that like it doesn't matter if it's perfect it just has to be authentic for people to connect to right and that's okay you know so the song fix you is yeah just about that breakup that i went to went through that relationship where i realized that like i was kind of focusing on somebody else's problems to distract myself from my own and i was trying to help this person when i realized that i couldn't even help myself And that was a really hard realization to come to because it forced me to really reflect on myself and like, well, what do I have to deal with to, like, make sure that I don't get in these situations again? And that was really, really difficult. Um, But I think that that song was a vehicle to, like, process that emotion and really reflect.
1: Well, what's exciting is that it's really been just a month since you've, like, experienced this level of freedom in your Mm -hmm. life. Mm -mm. so i'm just curious like the music that's going to come out now because this is like the new are you writing music now
0: um not at the moment i mean i'm always writing oh like you know in the shower in the car like just little things yeah i'm constantly writing but not um very intentionally where I, i know that i'm gonna I'm resting a lot and I'm like Got taking it. care of myself, but I know that I want to be able to like dive into myself a little bit more and then sit down and right. intentionally write about that right. instead of just writing whatever. Right. You know? And
1: rushing through the process.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's right. cool.
1: Exciting. So that's something to look forward to.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, and I want to come out with a project eventually. It's just a really hard, like as an independent artist to right. like find the resources and even, as an independent artist, know how to go about marketing and know how to go about, like, even putting together a project. Like, right. no one teaches you this. And I've right. watched a lot of YouTube videos and thankful to have, like, a lot of more established artist friends.
1: Yeah. Try to collaborate with people yeah. you really believe in. Like, yeah. That are good. That, yes. You know, pass your test.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's I was also... thinking
1: art therapy. You know, yeah. Jason. Right. Doing art therapy. And then you want to do music therapy. Mm-hmm. That's. A gr- that's it sounds like a natural project right there
0: yeah well i'm saying project as far as like a, a EP, an ep mm-hmm. or like an album or something right. um
1: collaborating with other, other artists
0: yeah 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 and even so my friend red or yeah. his name's brian but he goes by red hot he's the one who produced fix you and he's an amazing producer and he's also just like a really awesome human yeah. and just like a, a great red person hot. red hot yeah nice shout out um, to red hot shout out to red hot shout out to brian like <laughs> yeah, hey um a, if
1: people are still listening then hey they want the shout outs
0: yeah yeah of course um but how do people follow
1: you by the way just so, since we're on that topic
0: at jess roman underscore underscore on instagram um that's the best way to connect and then that has
1: like links in yeah
0: links to and i i'm on spotify jess roman j-e-s-s-r-o-m-a-n People always ask me if that's an artist's name, and I'm like, no, that's it's a great name. That's my name. <laughs> Roman is a very strong name. Yeah, it's like Puerto Rican. Yeah? Yeah, so my dad is Mexican and Puerto Rican. My mom's Mexican, and I've been trying to, like, connect to my roots a little more because yeah. I grew up in California, and I feel like I'm very removed from them. Yeah. Um, have you gone back? I haven't. Right. Mm-mm. I've never that been looks- to Puerto Rico. I know All I have right. family there that I've never met. That's going
1: to be on your tour one day yeah you could have a stop in puerto
0: rico well even if it's not on a tour i think one of my goals in life is definitely to travel as much as i can because i so i lived in barcelona for two months um in 2018 uh, and i was doing an internship uh and i was doing i was working at a montessori school and the at the school is called aqua beautiful experience because at that Mont School they centered their education around emotional intelligence and the pedagogy of talent so they taught all of the kids about emotion and the way that they interact with the kids was just ama- something that I'd never seen before and an idea that I've never even come across how beautiful it is to teach 5 year olds what anger is and how to express right. that and emotional how to deal with that, you know, and all game. of
1: elementary should be emotional intelligence and basic skills,
0: basic is. skills. Yeah. So I was there it's helping that um, that's not
1: part of our curriculum. Yes. Test, 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 test. Like, really? Is For what? That important?
0: For Manage what? your
1: relationships, manage your anger. Yeah. Communicate to get what you want, how to balance your checkbook, credit. How to manage your credit so you don't fuck up your credit.
0: Shout out to my grandma for teaching me how to manage my credit because I have a great credit score. And I'm like, thank you, grandma. Now you can, that's a
1: stepping (laughs) stone to something better. Yeah. Somebody would have had to learn because school doesn't teach you.
0: No, no, I know.
1: School ain't it. You got to take matters into your own hands. Even as a, don't wait till you're 18, by the way. Like Mm -hmm. kids shouldn't wait till they're 18 to figure out their passion yeah or even start a business or make money or hustle or and
0: that's what I, I always tell my sisters and I always try yeah. to ground ground them in a way and like and guide them into um really focusing on them on themselves right. and and I try and teach them about credit and like stuff like that you know it's really funny because I'm 23 but I feel like I've been a mom since I was 11 like and open
1: they should open their eyes to whatever opportunities are there yeah. if any right.
0: don't
1: just focus on you know what I mean
0: Yeah, of course, of course. I try to be supportive. Right. Um, It's a really interesting experience, though, separating like sister relationship from mom relationship. Sometimes I got to be like, okay, I'm actually not your mom, so I need to relax. Like, right. But it's but I wouldn't have to be their friend now. Sometimes, yeah, because you're not in the house. Right. Right. So they can
1: come to you without feeling like you're gonna, you know, punish them or something.
0: Yeah, and I, I. like to think that we have that relationship already awesome. like my my sister is very open with me and they know that like i'd be supportive and i just try to be there for them the best that i know how right. and the best way that i can awesome. um but it's been a very very interesting experience because i know that i'm not their mom but sometimes i'm like don't do that Or like sure. what are you doing you know and it's it's been oh. interesting trying to like separate that right but also reflecting on like my relationship with my mom it's not it's taken some time to even have a relationship with her and she's only 15 years older than me. So Right. It's more like an older sister relationship than it is yeah, a mother daughter relationship. don't try to like
1: worry about labeling your relationship with your siblings. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Forget about the words. Like yeah. you are their friend, mentor, uh you feel like you want to help them, so guardian, whatever that means. Who mm-hmm. cares? and you giving them advice is good.
0: Yeah. You
1: just probably like I know to be careful how I give advice to my kids mm-hmm. so I don't lose them. Right. Cuz if I if I come down on them too much, they're not going to come to me next time, so that's all.
0: Mhm. That's mm-hmm. so yeah. you got it's it. it's a journey. It's and I got to sure. say
1: that I'm like so like like impressed with how together you are in general. Thank you. Like your positive outlook on things. Thank you. It's almost hard to believe, like, because you've been through so much mm. at such a young age, like, you are like, like, I'm 47, mm. twice, twice. <laughs> and I feel like you're thinking already, like, a lot of things you say, that's those are the things I've come to understand in the last 10 years. Oh, wow. We all have our different paths. Yeah. Not all of us learn as quickly or <laughs> maybe break free as quickly. Mm. I was part of the flood Of whatever life was, I wasn't taking charge of Mm -hmm. my life. I was just kind of like, "Oh, go to college, okay. Pick a major, all right. I probably should get married, okay. Probably should have kids, okay. I mean, I didn't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to have kids, but that's my. So that's okay. Yeah, do what you want. But other than that, I was just
0: going going with the flow in a
1: in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Going with the flow, like, hey, something bad happens, go turn it into a positive. That's going with the flow,
0: right? Not like
1: Just bobbing like and letting life dictate what and happens. Like, to complacent. You, you have anyway. the power to like, you know, recreate
0: yeah, wherever and you're it's, going. It's been a journey for sure, and yeah. I'm thankful that I have as much of like like abusive relationships I, I've experienced, not just like romantic relationships, like with my father and like things like that. I've also experienced really beautiful relationships and like have had a lot of people in my life that were very supportive and like loved me in ways that i needed in those moments and i feel very thankful for that and very blessed that i'd still had that support in my life even though i was going through so much in other areas of my life um and i i do feel like i have i have it together a lot more than like people that i know but i still don't have it together you know yeah and it's a practice and i'm just thankful for like my friends and family that have supported me this far and yeah. I, I never would have gotten here without them so i right. don't like to be like yeah i'm strong and that, like it's it was a collective it's a a community effort to really right bring people out of those you can't kinds count of on any
1: one person that's mm-hmm. that's the truth but having people to support you is so powerful right right so right. it's not yeah like i i don't mean we, we want people around us it's just mm-hmm. you don't want to need anyone in particular yeah
0: exactly so that
1: if they can't be what you want, then you, you don't you're not tied down. That's all. Right, right, right. Was there like anything that happened specifically to get you over the hump where you were like, that's it, I'm taking charge. And like the two years ago, like when you kind of got on your on on your journey, was there anything specific that pushed you over the edge? Like a book you read, someone advice someone's advice, or um, you just got to like a tipping point on your own over time because of age?
0: I think a little, so after like experiencing Barcelona and like living outside of the country and outside of Was that home, like a student
1: program that you got
0: involved um, in? Yeah, in a, well, it was like outside of my school. It was a program that I found online. Okay. And it wasn't connected, like the, the credits weren't even going to transfer to my school because they didn't, they wouldn't, I don't know why. Um, but I applied, like it was like the last day to apply. And I was like, hmm, I'll just apply, like whatever. Did not really think that I was going to be able to go. And then I got accepted and then I like wrote some essays and got accepted for financial aid. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'm on a plane now to Barcelona and I like didn't know anyone. And I was just like, okay, like here I go. And that really uh, wasn't, and I met so many beautiful people there. So many beautiful souls like that I connected with and like my boss that I worked with. Um, I made two of my closest friends that were living in Barcelona at the time. Um, And that really like changed my outlook on myself where i was like okay i can i can do i could do things like for myself and i can go out there and i can experience the world and i could be resilient and i can figure things out even in another country by myself right so and and like i did get homesick and i went through like a, a short like um depressive episode while i was out there and it, it, i realized that like you can't run away from your problems because even my family problems i was running away from like Followed me to Barcelona and I was stressed out while I was thousands of miles away, you know, and it made me open up my eyes to think that or to see that, like, I need to deal with things and not just run away from them. Um, so after that, 2018, I came back and I feel like as much as I don't like this, it is a part of like my journey is like the romantic relationships that I've been in um, really showed me deep parts of myself that I had to heal. And like really reflected to me the how deep the emotional trauma growing up like affected me and the way that I carry myself, not only in romantic relationships, but like my friendships and platonic relationships. So this last relationship that I was in was extremely toxic and in a way like. I know that I contributed a lot to that because I wasn't fully aware of like the abuse that I was accepting and also the abuse that I was giving and the ways that I didn't know how to communicate and the ways that um, I expected certain things that are kind of unrealistic and it's just like. I don't know where I'm going with this. Can you, can you <laughs> give
1: examples? I know where you're going with it. It's
0: like, well, I do like, know. Like, how come you didn't like, call
1: me? How could, like, it, maybe controlling things? Maybe, I mean, is there specific things that.
0: Yeah, so curious. with with this person. Because it I, might
1: be something different than what people are thinking. Everyone's thinking their own thing.
0: Because they've all, yeah, it's like things. their own experience. So they're relating, relating mm-hmm. with their
1: own, but like. What, what are things that you did or that were...
0: Yeah, for me... What does that I'm,
1: mean that you were, you know, unhealthy or toxic?
0: Yeah. Yelling,
1: me, putting the person down. A what's lot your of, problem? A lot
0: of back and forth. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. A lot of like...
1: Because you weren't getting what you expected from them.
0: Yeah. You weren't and, nice to
1: me. You didn't say this. You didn't hold the door. You didn't... <laughs> whatever you thought, right? I mean, that's what happened to me too. Yeah. I had these expectations of like, this is what someone with me is supposed to do and if they don't what's up with that
0: right or you don't
1: love me or you like you put a lot of other pro- that's what you're taught projecting. to be codependent
0: codependency is a huge thing huge. that i had to
1: i've gone full circle man. <laughs> yeah and it's zero still something- codependency as much as possible yeah partnership.
0: The partnership That's is it. it's it's still something that i'm learning and healing from and, and deprogramming you know like reprogramming my brain um let talk yeah i'm open well in this Ask situation me. i definitely realized that what it means to like bond over trauma and like mm-hmm.
1: common trauma
0: common trauma and it's not and always slip back
1: into a comfortable rhythm
0: yeah and i realized that i don't always want to connect with someone over trauma because for so long i identified so heavily with my pain Mm -hmm. where i didn't feel like it was separate from me i felt like i always had i was in i always had to be in pain to be alive like i never was able to separate my own personal identity from like what I've been through. Right. So in that relationship, like he had also been through a lot of trauma. And I was like, Oh, I see you. You see me. Like I love you. Right. This and that. And it was a but it was a lot of undealt with trauma on both ends where we were kind of like filling a void with each other. And we were both running away from our problems by running into each other. And then when it wasn't working, we'd run away. And then we run back and then we run away. And it was very unstable and it felt like home. So I just kept going back and I kept being like, oh, yeah, like I know you love me and this and that, and it's like, and instead
1: of being alone, you got this exciting, like you know, just burst like of passion, Burst of passion, the ups, the downs. the I hate you, I love you. I thought I lost you forever.
0: Yeah, and
1: it, and it makes you feel alive, and, and it's, it's better than being alone. I mean, that's what people yes. like, probably us, probably went through at a young age. Mm-hmm. I was like that too, like codependent, afraid to be alone.
0: And it's like you get you that, get addicted to the stress. That. Yeah. You get addicted to the feeling of being like
1: it's yeah, yeah. and it's
0: like when you're unsure, you're like addicted to that feeling, like it's like feeling comfortable is like it used to be unsafe for me, right? Where it's like wait, something's wrong. Where it's like if something is healthy and there's no problems, I'm like something is about to explode
1: because and it would be anxious. We become the things we do, Mm -hmm. you know, and like even if you're a if you're kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And you're living with your assailant for long enough. You start becoming dependent on them Mm -hmm. too. You have to like know to trick your brain to step back and go, what is happening here? Stockholm syndrome is real, man. And it happens in relationships all the time. Parent-child relationships are Stockholm syndrome relationships. Think about it. You're like, especially when it's an abusive situation, you become dependent on that. Like you want their love. So when they get mad at you, you are like, go, oh my god, what do I do to get your love again? Mm-hmm. They feed you. It's like the worst kind of Stockholm syndrome.
0: Yeah. You know? and, and and we
1: get used to that. Then we do take that to our relationships.
0: hmm And it was a really crazy, really like realization that I had because for so long, like when I was with that person, I'm like, oh yeah, because you know how they say that like you'll subconsciously look for your part for your parents and your yes. partners. Yeah. I was like, never. I'm right. never gonna look for my father. He doesn't look
1: anything like my father. He doesn't act
0: like him, this and that. Like, yeah, never. And then after we broke up later, I was like, oh my God, like you're just like my dad. And it was really weird. Like it was a really like hard realization to come to because I'm like, dang, like, and I still allowed you into my life for so long. Um, But it also made me realize like, I keep saying like, and you stop saying that. <laughs> it like also, totally. like, totally, like, yeah, I'm totally from California, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you yourself, that's, I didn't even, but yeah, we all do it. <laughs> but we it. should it, do a count. Uh, account, yeah. yeah. Every, just right. ding, ding 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 ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. But it, it made me at least, like, <laughs> again. like again. I'm grateful for that experience because it made me realize our B aware of what signs to look for next time right and it's it's just a learning experience and that hurt so it was a really hurtful learning yes. experience it definitely sent me into like a huge spiral and probably one of the the deepest depressions i've ever been in but i'm grateful for it anyway because i know that like i learned those things so i'm never going to go back to right. that
1: we kind of talk about like life is the perfect teacher in a way yes. Like it'll show you brutally show you if there's any weaknesses you might have
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it'll come through in a relationship and, if, and i used to think like oh that happened to me but if you really are honest with yourself it's a it's like an opportunity to go how do i not let that happen because mm-hmm. you allowed it to happen i did
0: i did You allow yourself it,
1: to be with a you don't have to in the future mm-hmm. and it's not about blaming it's about oh i could have stood up for myself i could have said hey this isn't working mm-hmm. but at the time you did exactly what you were supposed to do. I wanna be clear about that. Mm. There's no regretting. Right. Now you might be ready now because of the experience. At the time you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So it's silly to go, I should have. No, you shouldn't have. You should have done what you did. Yeah. That's all you knew. So but what's good is you learn from it and now you're like, hey, I don't want that in my
0: life. Right, anymore. right, right. And it's it's definitely I'm thankful for the experience because I wouldn't have known any other way. And I I feel like those lessons that you need to learn, the universe is always going to throw them back at you again until you finally learn. And they throw me. And even after that experience, I had other experiences where I had to walk away from them because I was like, okay, I've been through this before. I'm not going to go through it again. And and learning
1: means then doing something about it. Mm -hmm. Like It's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. What are you going to do to do something different next time? Whether that's, I'm not going to, when I see those kind of signs, because mm-hmm. you have to look back and go, what was it? And go, okay, you learn from it. Have yeah. to go back and learn. Let the cloud go by, learn. Go, oh, okay. Now, what, for those now signs. what action can you I see? see signs next time, you go, that's not going to work for me.
0: And I think a lot of the learning Or setting part,
1: boundaries. Sometimes it's setting boundaries. Is by is the way, people thing. can learn and evolve with you. Right. Like my wife and I started, let's say, 10 years ago. And we were really at the same kind of level. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's just, mm-hmm. luckily, we were both, because I wouldn't have been able to stick with somebody if I saw red flags of, like, not being able to, like, evolve. Mm-hmm. So we both, like, learned together. Like, right. hey, like, let's learn to talk better to each other. Mm-hmm. So that can happen. It's not that you can't teach yeah. each other, but if one person is, like, happy to be on level two, and you're already at level six trying to get to eight or nine, then yeah, you got to be like, hey, network. I respect where you want to be in your life, respect where I want to be in my life, love each other from a distance.
0: Right. And that's okay. For me, a lot of the learning came from, our translated into learning how to love myself more and not learning how to look for things in certain people, but look for the signs within myself. Cause I saw, I'm trying to think of what podcast it was. I can't remember right now. I was going to ask you,
1: how did you learn? Like, like literally. Like is there a book? Is there um, a podcast? A friend? Was it you just sitting and going, "Aha."
0: I think more of it was me just realizing what I wanted and what I didn't want in my life anymore and realizing that I didn't want to keep suffering and like what can and also just from conversations with friends and like reflecting that way and knowing like, "Okay, that was a really painful experience and I don't want to have it again, so what can I do differently?" And it's like
1: listen to your gut. Yeah. You already know.
0: Yeah, intuition. It's okay to, it's okay to your trust intuition. what you don't want. Yes.
1: And to trust what you want. And then and the change more your mind.
0: Change when you your learn mind. more
1: information, go. I don't want that anymore. And when people say, "Yeah, but what do you mean? You don't want my happiness?" Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean being wishy-washy. But when you find yourself, you're not gonna just flip every day. Right. You're gonna you're gonna evolve after that. But you're still gonna know what you want and should do what you want.
0: And the more that you find what you don't want the closer you are to finding what you do want. So I'm thankful for the experience. Like I, I used to always joke with my grandma and we would be like, okay, I have two really good examples of how not to parent. So (laughs) exactly. So when I, if I ever have kids, I know all the things not to do, and it's going to be easier to learn the things. What you might I have should gotten do.
1: sucked into a relationship if you didn't know those signs from your own experience. Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah, it made me stronger about it. I could have easily. I think I would have more easily gotten into another situation I didn't want to be in. Yeah, or not like even with Tanya, like. It's been a lot of like setting boundaries, mm. both of and us. And boundary
0: setting is a practice in its own. Especially yes. growing up in an abusive household, you learn you you don't learn no. how to set boundaries, and you learn how to betray yourself constantly. Navigate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So navigate it,
1: around the abuser.
0: Yeah, exactly. Say and then sorry, in turn, just to appease pe- them, people even pleasing, even, right. and those are all act like things you have to actively combat as an adult, as an evolving human. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, uh, what happened to the quiet swimming? Doing a podcast over here. We're almost done, by the way. Let us wrap up. No more splashing. Last one, Brandon. Last one. Make it loud. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <have> boiling water. <laughs> I know. We'll get you some cold water right after this. <laughs> We're going to wrap up soon.
1: We hit the two-hour okay. mark.
0: Oh, did we already? Yeah. Right? Oh, Holy yeah. shit.
1: We could go literally all day. Yeah. You could easily have a podcast. (laughs) You should. We should talk about, like, if you want to, you should set something up so you could just do it
0: Mm. whenever you
1: want, or you're welcome to come here and talk about, like, topics.
0: Yeah, when I think of a specific topic, because right now i yeah got lots to talk about, and it's not very organized up here, but. (laughs) I I feel like
1: two hours, honestly, like, I've learned, because I can go long, Mm. but it's like, you get. I don't know, just the energy and you get, I think you get a lot more bang for the conversation if you split it into two.
0: Right. That way, come back, refocus. Yeah,
1: because you should come back and, and like, as you're evolving and, like, and think of topics you want to talk about. Yeah. And if you want to come on, we should do it. Or if you want to start your own, like, let us know how we can help.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Encourage
1: you to do it, to be Mm -hmm. a voice. Mm. Um, Can you sing something?
0: oh hold on i don't know i was gonna be put on the spot i
1: know that was a good one
0: um i sometimes
1: forget but i always want to ask because hmm. you sh- you sh- i don't want to say should uh, you should right now do it yes you <laughs> shouldn't have done it before but you should do it right now i think i don't know
0: what to sing
1: what would you acapella? say acapella
0: yeah acapella give us some bars some bars i was Ooh. gonna okay you know what how
1: about this i'll leave you with a question and then you can sing bars to it if you want and you could do it in whatever order because maybe while you're tel- answering the question you'll think of something is there any you you kind of said what was your i guess tipping point mm. although i don't know if you ever totally answered no i didn't it was you you said like talking to people and being mindful which
0: yeah that
1: is by the way it's a great point i want to get back to that you don't have to go have access to a therapist necessarily so mm-hmm. a lot of amazing people on like freaking TikTok, yeah, YouTube that can tell you like eighty percent honestly of what a therapist would tell you,
0: mm. and then
1: it's not replacing a good therapist. I, I understand that, but you could do a lot of self work because you already know you it's do. already in your gut. It's intuition, yeah, and what doesn't. Are there any other turning points in your life like that you want to? That was my last question to you, and then. Maybe give us some bars after that. (laughs) Any other turning? Any like? Were there any like other moments in your life that, or advice you got that you think would be helpful to other people?
0: Um, I think this year, like the passing of my grandmother, was really a turning point because I realized like that I relied on her a lot for a lot of stability, um, even still as an adult, because she's really the only stable person I've ever had in my life. Um, and once she passed. It was really like a, oh, I'm out here like by my, for myself, right. by myself. Right. And I have to be strong for myself. And in her passing, learning more about her by like going through some of her belongings and realizing that she was a healer. And like I always knew that. But I didn't know to what extent because she was a massage therapist. She studied um, Reiki. She studied the body a lot. And she just had so many interests and so many things that she cared about that I definitely know carried on to me. And knowing that like that's in my blood is being a healer and being so inspired by the way that she loved and cared for people. And knowing that that's that's deep within me and knowing that I want to carry on that legacy is wow. she really, really cared for people and sometimes to a fault, you know, sometimes like I wish she would have stood up for herself more. And I I learned that for myself, like it's OK to be a healer, but it's also OK to stand up for yourself wow. and help people to a certain extent and i think that was a turning point for me that i needed to remove myself from the environment that hurt me and it was like the the final push where i was like okay the, this is no longer serving me this environment is still hurting me so it was the push that i needed to remove myself and now living in los angeles and really taking the time to take care of myself and did not you, take care hey, where of everyone did you else. move from um ontario so it's not too far ontario california
1: so it's, this last month you moved from Ontario to like to, LA. To LA. to, so like close it. to downtown. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like a cross country move or anything.
0: No, but it's still just yeah. no, no, being able to not, take myself physical. out of the environment. Right. Alone. No, huge, I could have moved down the street, Right. you know.
1: Huge, huge.
0: Um and I think her passing was is really really difficult, um but right. also it was the
1: push you needed cuz she was kind of your also still, she got you to a certain point. She was a little bit of a crutch for you to really get through. A crutch. Mhm. And then her passing in a way maybe was, you know, the right timing for you. Like she made, she gave you a gift.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe without trying, but she did. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go far to inspire people, by the way. Like a lot of what you said today inspired me and like Josh's dad passed away like a few months ago too. And Mm. I think like you telling that story was like connecting because going back and thinking about what that person meant to you in your relationship could kind of help you get to where you want to go
0: yeah
1: like his dad was a massage therapist too and oh, I was just wow. thinking as you were talking how oh he was a healer
0: yeah and
1: he would like help you know um, you know kids with cancer and, mm-hmm. and people with cancer yeah well my grandma
0: was a massage therapist but she also worked for DCFS yeah. So she. I
1: I worked for DCFS by, for oh. for a while. I was an auditor. Okay. I was okay. Like, auditing programs and seeing, like, some of the crazy stuff going on. Yeah. In the county. Yeah.
0: It's yeah, Foster but she was agencies. she was just a she was a healer in in many different forms, mm-hmm. and even her grandma before that was like a witch doctor in Mexico, so it's just like I know that there's. There's deep gifts that I've been blessed with that I just haven't been able to unlock because I've spent so much time in survival mode. And I know that I have a very strong intuition and I know that I have spiritual gifts that like I haven't even talked about that yet. Right. Um, Maybe from another part now. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm intrigued.
0: (laughs) I just I think a, a lot of people as kids are sensitive but I was very sensitive as a kid. Very sensitive. Where my grandma told me, which I don't remember any of this. And I think through experiencing trauma, I suppressed a lot of my childhood. But my grandma would always tell me that I would turn to her and tell her that I saw colors around people. Like I saw their auras. And that I would always explain to her things that she didn't even know how I knew that. And that I, I constantly saw like, and I, don't, I know some people like might not believe in spirits or whatever, but I do. And I would see them all the time and talk to them. And like, I used to be really scared as a kid and I would, I never wanted to sleep in my room alone because I was really scared. And then I learned like, okay, these spirits don't want to hurt me, but I stopped experiencing that past like 15. And I think it's because I suppressed so much of myself through the trauma that I experienced. I, I suppressed a lot of those things like those gifts um, and not even to go into like too much detail about them, you know, but I do feel like they are still a part of me and they're, something that i want to reconnect to and use them to heal other people and i know that my grandma was a healer in like in many different ways so i know that that's just in my blood
1: that's beautiful mm. i like to see you lean into that you're healing through music yeah like there's different ways to heal
0: so many yeah so
1: this is exciting yeah i really see like big big things happening for you like Thank you're already you. doing it just the fact that you're where you are right now is exciting doesn't, I I know it doesn't have to be anything in particular. That's why I'm excited for you because you're not setting like unrealistic or specific expectations. Mm -hmm. You're just doing the right things and trusting in the process, being authentic, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know. And I think you're going to like, I think you're going to help a lot of people through your music.
0: Yeah, just putting it so. out
1: there so we could play this in like ten years. <laughs> yeah. and Gary V, you know, he likes to play things and go see.
0: Yeah, like yeah. that one
1: thing he got right, he plays it. He doesn't play the other nine things he got wrong. <laughs> we won't play those. But I'm telling you, and I I'm like very sensitive with people. Mm. Maybe not to your degree, but like just discerning.
0: Which is a practice in itself. Yes,
1: I don't want to call it sizing it up. Yeah, like I'm really. Find myself putting I always like to put myself in the talent manager's shoes.
0: Okay.
1: Whether it's like a business, a person. So I like I think I'm good at like assessing people's Mm. potential too. And it's a it's a lot of factors. Mm. It's it's not just talent, it's mindset, Mm. it's approach. Are they gonna work hard enough? Do they have enough confidence? Mm. Like the the one thing I would tell you is don't let any confidence issues hold you back or people hold you back mm-hmm. that would be the only thing yeah you know what i mean
0: definitely the rest Thank that you. way you'll
1: get to see where it really is gonna bleed mm-hmm. organically and naturally
0: yeah and i trust that whatever is meant for me exactly. whatever is meant for my path is gonna find its way to yeah. me as long as i keep taking care of myself i keep right hurting staying true to myself and remaining yes. authentic that i'm gonna attract the right things right. whether those be good things or bad things because there's a lesson in everything exactly and learn from everything learn Teach from yourself. everything learn Lead from yourself. everyone that you meet even people that i'm like mm, i don't know about you but i know that i can always learn from everyone
1: always mm-hmm. every conversation definitely for sure yeah. for sure all right let's <laughs> do it let's get out there make some I'm shit ready. happen i'm ready. roman thank you so come back don't be a stranger zachariah don't be a stranger <laughs> and um i don't know let's whatever we could do to help you and like Appreciate all of this it. will i mean you're you have access to all of our footage too if you want to use it in any way you want tell your story yeah you know bits and pieces connect.
0: bits and pieces i think
1: like fans connecting with you on a personal level is gonna take your music to another level so mm-hmm. hopefully people will listen and get to know you
0: yeah That's all. And all I can hope is as they listen and get to know through connecting with other people, they'll connect to themselves more. Right. You know, that's that's my biggest hope with my music is just it'll help people connect to themselves. Yes.
1: And I I really encourage you to keep telling your story. Thank you. Because there's so many people going through like struggles, Mm. even if it's not the same exact struggle. And to see somebody doing well is very encouraging. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. really proud of you and like impressed you. with your courage. You're super young to be able to like even say the things you're saying, mm-hmm. knowing people might not like it. They might judge you. They might get upset. Right. That takes strength to like kind of not worry what people think so much or not let that stop you. So good job.
0: Thank you. Keep Thank it you. going. I appreciate it. You have
1: our support. Thank you. <laughs> hey <laughs> Jess Roman in the house <laughs> Just Roman just keep being you that's it thank you keep being you that's all you need to do Drop keep mic- showing up <laughs> keep being you Josh DP raw and the camera <laughs>
0: let's
1: go we can keep chatting we can like yeah. roll it out or maybe we'll keep rolling whatever you never sang. Good. Jess I'm Roman. glad you forgot. Wait, no, no, no. No. No, no, I'm not. no, keep it rolling, Jess. Come on. There's no pressure. We could actually sit here and wait, and then you could decide not to do it. That's how. That's how. No pressure. This is.
0: I don't know what I would sing. Uh,
1: I'm. I'm already impressed. If you just make a sound, I'm gonna say, "All right, you good."
0: <laughs> What's my message to everyone right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm, listen wow. To, wow. Yourself. Five. listen. Five. listen to yourself. Five. Listen. Listen to yourself. Listen. <laughs> That was know. awesome. That's all I know. That was awesome. Hey. Mess with it. Hey.
1: Look, you definitely hey. got it. I don't know. You definitely <laughs> got it. So it's all in your mind for yeah. sure. Like, it's not like you're a kind of a bad singer. It's, <gasps> it's like, I know, I know it's not good, but you got to keep <laughs> practicing. Like, you got it. So you really could in the future just sing everywhere you go. You should let people hear you and go, What who is that? Like walk into a Chick-fil-A and sing and brighten someone's day. Yeah. Because it's good, it's pleasant, it's awesome. So why hold it back? Other than irrational fear, which we all have. Right, irrational right, right. fear of not being good enough, you know, not being ready. When are you ready? Never. When and is anyone? It'll get better, confident? like meaning it'll keep getting better and more confident. Because the, the way you sing. The confidence matters a lot. Mm-hmm, so, as you do it, by virtue of doing it, you're getting better and better because the confidence will keep going up because it won't be a big deal. If
0: right. you keep
1: singing everywhere you go, it'll become not a big deal.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like that's important.
0: Right, right, that right. And if you
1: don't do that, it's going to be very well, challenging.
0: It's, it's not so much about singing, it's about, I think, in this case, what am I singing? Like, right. I don't, you know. I but know. still, yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you.
1: Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.